0: dying to release this episode. You guys are going to love it. This is one of my favorite interviews I've ever recorded. It is a witchy episode. We're going to prep you for Halloween. You'll understand more when we when we get into the conversation. But I hope you are excited for Halloween. Maybe you have your costume ready. Maybe you got some candy to hand out or maybe you got some gluten-free, dairy-free Cocoa Mills or Eating Evolved Coconut Butter Cups. Eh, you probably didn't. Those would be so expensive. But speaking of all things, Halloween and witches and magic. Let's talk about some magic for your face. That would be Clear Stem skincare. You guys know how much I love Clear Stem skincare. Clear Stem is an all non-toxic skincare line that has absolutely no hormone disruptors and no pore cloggers specializing in anti-acne and anti-aging. I don't know anyone who doesn't want one or both of those results and Clearstem skincare is for you if you're interested in preventing or eliminating acne or the signs of aging. Because the problem is that most anti-acne products have ingredients that actually contribute to the signs of aging. And the most anti-aging products have ingredients in them that contribute to acne, like all the pore cloggers. So that's why Clear Stem is so incredible. The real change maker is their Clarity. That's their AHA-PHA Acid Serum that has mandelic acid in it as well. It's great for all skin types. And what you do is apply this to clean skin all of your face. Let it chill for 15 to 30 minutes. That really allows the product to activate. And this is what is going to give you that chemical exfoliation to get rid of that top layer of dead skin cells and help just to resurface everything. Get rid of those fine lines, wrinkles, acne scars, and acne spots, dark marks. All that stuff we want to get rid of. Even, you know, dark marks on our hands you can use this on. After you've let that sit on the skin for 15 to 30 minutes, then go ahead and add on the Cell Renew. That's their Collagen Infusion Serum. Oh my god, if you haven't used this Collagen Infusion Serum, it is amazing. Great for all skin types. It will hydrate your skin without making it oily. It's a serum that just soaks straight in and is great for calming down any inflammation. And of course, great for anti-aging and anti-acne. That's the problem with a lot of other products for acne and anti-aging is they dry out your skin. So that's why the Cell Renew is amazing and we all know the power of collagen stem cells. This serum is great if you have any type of inflammation. So not only for use daily, I use it morning and night, but also after any skin treatments like laser treatments, microneedling, dermaplaning, threading and even sunburns. And I especially love this product during winter when your skin tends to get more dry. And of course, their amazing cleansers, their gentle, clean, vitamin-infused calming wash, great for all skin types, gets rid of makeup, gets rid of everything without drying out the skin. Just a great basic everyday cleanser. And then there is their vitamin scrub, which is the antioxidant-infused cleanser with little beads that will help just to exfoliate really lightly and just nothing too harsh so you will love that if you want a little extra exfoliation if you're interested in trying out clear stem then just go to clearstemskincare.com and you can use my discount code wellness w-e-l-l-n-e-s-s for 15 dollars off your purchase of 40 dollars or more On the website, you can also find a ton of information about pore-clogging ingredients. The list of pore-clogging ingredients is on there. If you do struggle with acne, make sure you cross-reference your products with that list, as well as more education around why we all need to avoid hormone disruptors in our personal care products because we want to balance our hormones, and if your personal care products have endocrine disruptors in there, then that is not helping your case, so Clear Stem has your back. Again, clearstemskincare.com and my code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S, will get you $15 off. And I always love when you guys share how much Clear Stem has helped your skin. I love hearing your testimonials, so don't stop sharing because I love to hear about your results. Speaking of magical things, let's talk about... Today's guest, my dear friend Cassie. You might know her from Instagram at Cassie Aurora Coaching. She also hosts the podcast Modern Goddess, and her website is CassieAurora.com. Cassie is an astrologer. She is an energy healer. She also does Reiki, like me. She also loves tarot. She's an intuitive. She's also a yoga teacher, and she coaches women to help them step into their divine feminine energy to transform their lives to feel more pleasure joy and freedom in their lives and just to become modern goddesses whenever i think of the word goddess i think of cassie we first connected because she's in my paleo women lifestyle program and You know, so I've known her for a bit, and then she um, gave me an astrology session that literally changed my life, and I'm, like, super into astrology now because of her. I mean, I'm not an expert on astrology at all. She is the expert here, but I wasn't really interested in it, and I wasn't uninterested. I just, like, didn't really dive into it until this session, and it blew my mind. I was crying when she was talking about my childhood and... Everything she said was so spot on and she helps me understand a lot more about the difference between popularized astrology, you know, that you can just read your horoscope and it seems like, oh, that could apply to anyone, which it kind of can because that's not real astrology. Real astrology is so in-depth and intricate and accurate, like down to the dates and I think for me having this session and her like saying specific dates and just such specific things about my life and also past life things that I also know as well just it was so validating validating in the sense of like for me character traits I have and the why why I am the way I am made so much more sense but also I was like oh my god this is legit like this is real I've I was, I mean, I was, I was shook. That's all I can say is I was shook. She blew me away and now I'm obsessed with astrology and I probably annoy her all the time because I ask her all these questions. And I've told so many people they have to get sessions from her. You need to get your astrology chart read by her. She's incredible. And I'm, telling you this right now, like, get your astrology chart read because it changed my life and it will change yours. And Cassie actually was really kind and is offering a 10% off discount for any listeners. So if you want to uh, get a service from her, she is in the United Kingdom, but she can see anyone from all over, obviously. Thank God for technology. And if you if you want to get a service from her, if you want to get your astrology chart read, then you can go to her website, CassieAurora.com. That will be in the show notes. And you can enter the code CRW10 for 10% off at checkout. So it's CRW10 for 10% off. I highly, highly recommend it. This chart reading just honestly blows my mind i took like so many notes and i always go back and reread them because there was so much to go over and it was fascinating and i mean we didn't even cover all of it so this has definitely got me a lot more into astrology and i've been learning so much about it um and i just like real astrology you guys you have to learn about this because it's amazing and i used to think there was nothing to it like it didn't really resonate with me and now it just completely resonates with me 100% and this also overlaps with human design which I'm so into human design that has changed my life as well if you're into human design you will also just love having your astrology chart read and it's just so specific because it goes into when you're born childhood what's happening now big times in your life to watch out for well, not really to watch out for, but like you know, what you can do to elevate your soul, what your soul's purpose is, what will help you expand, what won't. We dive into all of that in this in this episode, and she also shares a bit about my chart in here too to kind of give an example. So you might learn a little bit about me, and hopefully, you think that part's interesting too. I I love hearing about other people's charts, or I love when people have like readings on their podcast. So hopefully, you think that's fun too. It's not a full reading. Don't worry, but she she does um, talk about a few things related to my chart. Um, so I think you guys are going to love this, and Cassie is totally my soul sister. I'm obsessed with her, and we talk about just woo-woo, witchy things that I don't talk to many people about, but she just completely gets me. And this, I, I'm, We talk about some things on the podcast that I've never really talked about publicly, but that are actually a very big part of my life. Um so, I mean, if you're ready for the woo, here it is. Here it is and like this is this is where I'm at right now. So, hopefully you find it interesting. I'm sure you will. I uh, I'm obsessed with Cassie. She is the sweetest human, just the purest soul. I love her so much. I love her energy. You're going to love her too. So, I'm really excited for you to hear today's episode. So, without further ado, here is Cassie Aurora.
1: So, I'm Cassie. Mm-hmm. Um I identify as like an astrologer, energy healer. Um, I'm a yoga teacher, um, and I kind of like work with women uh one to one with meditation, yoga, body work, basically to overcome trauma. Um, a lot with astrology and tarot, just to kind of like give them guidance. But I just mainly I like to empower women to have the tools to heal themselves. That's kind of like mm-hmm. what I do, really.
0: Because <laughs> um, you do so—so so yoga, Reiki,
1: astrology,
0: mm. just like intuitive work with tarot, like in readings. And, but of all of those tools, what do you feel most connected with?
1: Probably astrology mm-hmm. and definitely anything to do with like the womb and magic witchcraft anything like that that might sound a bit insane but probably your listeners will be on board with it deep down
0: (laughs) Yeah, you know I'm on board okay we're gonna get into all of that what what got you into astrology originally
1: um so I grew up like a total skeptic because my parents were skeptics but deep down I was like obsessed with planets um and I was like reading about them all the time and I felt like from a kid I always felt really connected with them and then I would just kind of like basically got so unaware and so ill with like my eating disorder and fitness and that like really took hold and I was I just thought I was like very material like what we see is what is and there's nothing else and then in 2007 my mum passed away very quickly and it was very sudden and it threw everything that I knew about life, like literally down the drain. Um and I went through quite a traumatic few years really. And as I basically one day I was in I was working out in Tenerife teaching yoga and this I'm not even joking, it's so cliche, this man came towards me and he was wearing like these white floaty trousers. And he's, like, walking along the beach towards me. And he was like, you need healing. And I was thinking, F off. Who, like, <laughs> who is this man? Like, what a freaky hippie. Go away. But something inside of me was just like, yes. Before he could, And then I had, basically, my first Reiki on the beach in Tenerife at sunset with a man I didn't know. Like, you know, pretty insane. And my life just changed from that point so then I returned to astrology and just was just like obsessive with it and it was like I can I can listen to astrology seminars for hours I never get bored of it ever I use it each day just to work with different energies then I became into magic and the moon and since that like the ease and flow of my life is has changed in ways I can't say Mm -hmm. it's like another world and yeah so that's kind of how I got into it was the man in the floaty trousers
0: wow thank you
1: you his name
0: (laughs) (laughs) um so I want you to explain a little bit about the difference between real astrology and kind of uh popularized astrology and because people I asked people like do you have any questions and a lot of people were just like I don't really get what astrology is or how do you use it
1: <laughs> yeah so like I'm not gonna say like one is real and one's not but you know like have you heard the term um flaky reiki or faky reiki
0: yeah
1: yeah okay it's like that so we can like people like to really have a sexy kind of funky version of something and it becomes like a lot more marketable and i kind of get that and we like to have like when we watch a film we like to have the baddie and the goodies so then we have like saturn in astrology which is the great malefic and it's like oh actually like you know there's a lot more variables so when we look at astrology like if you just read a paper and you look at one tiny aspect you'll miss like it probably won't resonate or it's just not accurate so real astrology in my opinion because every astrologer does do it differently it's like about looking at the planets and you can look at them at any time but let's keep it basic like the birth energy of your the, the moment you were born within four to five minutes that completely can change everything in your chart and from astrology we are looking at how the planets are reflecting the energy that's happening, if that makes any sense. So planets are archetypes and, you know, our astrology chart is full of lots of archetypes and knowing the archetypes when there's a lot of variables and looking deep into how our soul can actually evolve from that is real astrology to me because I could say because I'm a Scorpio ascendant I'm like resting bitch face skeptical distrusting and actually that's not true. <laughs> it can be true um but basically like it's you i can ascend to the highest octave of that
0: mm-hmm.
1: just you know so we can and it's always fun to joke about astrology but real astrology is like the journey of the soul and for me, it's really about that. And how can we use the planetary energies for whatever we're thinking about or talking about to like our absolute best? And mm-hmm. becoming aware of it usually just the awareness can trigger things. It's more complex than that, but in a you know in a nutshell, yeah,
0: it's very complex. Well, I think where people get. I don't know. I The idea of the chart and how you'll tell me, you know, you tell me like, um, this looks good for you or this doesn't or this might happen around this time and people don't like the idea of the chart because it's like connected with predetermined future. So mm-hmm. is that what it means? Like, do you believe that we have like a predetermined destiny?
1: I think every single human has a natal chart which outlines potentials for their soul Mm -hmm. i think i don't like to say fate although you can look at the chart and say things are fate that's like you some astrologers are uh, astrologers are really like that and like i respect always however i don't believe that fate and um predicting is always good for people And I do believe in free will. And I do believe that the energies lend themselves. So, like, my chart is horrific. My birth chart is, oh, my God. And I just thought, I may as well just, like, jump in front of a bus because (laughs) it's like, I really can't be bothered with this in this life. But, no, the work is there to be done. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, it's not the end of the world if there's challenging transits. And, like, it's the same with tarot readers, there are tarot readers out there who will scare manga and like, oh the tower's coming. You're <laughs> like, still, okay, like it's an and a real sensitive astrologer will be intuitive, they'll be positive, and they're not definitely not gonna like scaremonger. So I don't think it's predictive, but some things you're like, something big will happen with this. Mm-hmm. You might not choose to go with it, but astrology's cyclic, so it might come around again. Mm. And there's like, you know, it, things like the Saturn return, they are big things and they are, they are going to affect you. But I know people that are going through the Saturn return and just burying their head in the sand, not working with the energy and then it's going to shift and when the next one comes around, when they're like 56, it's going to come back again and it will just bring a bigger, heavier lesson because the soul is wanting to evolve. So it's not about feeling powerless. For me, it's about lemons out of lemonade, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, lemonade out of lemons. <laughs> like so, the other way, right?
0: yeah. Can you explain to people what, what does a Saturn return
1: mean? Okay, so Saturn return, guys, if you're listening, Saturn return gets such a bad rap, and, like, it really doesn't, like, need to... <laughs> Um, It can work a few ways for different people. So some people like who have, say someone's going, it happens when you're about 28 to about 30, and it's when Saturn has come all the way around your chart and it's come back to the exact same place that it did when you were born. And in that moment, it's going to probably last, it, it can last depending for some people it can last like two years it can be a really long time depending what's happening um but it basically is a big hard lesson in whatever area it falls in your chart but it's it sometimes is just throwing in those old patterns of conditioning everything you've been doing in the life so far um it will be very heavy a lot of people it presents as depression a feeling of being lost um and not knowing what to do, but it's basically asking us to examine what patterns we've accumulated through authority, through childhood, all of these things, so that we can actually turn it around into something new. Like, it it can happen a lot with, it's like we get to this point, who do I want to be, and what is my legacy on this planet, often. Often. It brings up those kind of big questions. And some people, if they don't want to come to terms with their morality, well, that's when they kind of can ignore it. Or they sometimes, if like, for example, you've got a good example for a Saturn return because you're already sort of on the right career path. Mm -hmm. Maybe not the exact thing that you'll really go into, but you're on the path. Mm -hmm. And that's because actually... Like, you might not change drastically what you do. It will just be a a stronger determination. There will be some examination about the beliefs, about why you're doing it, that kind of thing. But someone who perhaps, like, I've had someone who was an IT technician, and he came to his Saturn return, and he had been to, like, two astrologers saying, like, oh, you should definitely do something in the medical field. You'll be really, really good did that healing people and he's just like no he's hearing it but he's not hearing it and then his Saturn return comes and he came to me as if like <laughs> as if no one had ever told him this I really need to do something in the medical field like I really feel it like I don't know why I'm being called I've not known what I'm doing for the last um I don't know like two years and I'm just like oh it's so good and then once he did it it was like there was no going back Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how it works, but like it depends where it is in your chart. For you, it will be career, mm-hmm. public image, extended networks of people. For me, it's all going to be to do with money and how I see myself, my self worth values, because that's where it is in the chart. Um, so it to- it just depends on each person. So if sound return, you're like terrified of this big thing happening. Um, A if you're born in the daytime you don't need to be as worried it's a lot kinder saturn's generally kinder to people in the day and brings rewards if you're born at night i'm born at night it can be a little bit dense a bit heavy but there's loads you can do so there's remedies and astrological magic that you can do you can wear talismans you can work with it there's there's loads so like everything is coming and you think oh no this is It'll, it will be fine. And if you're not sure, like, consult an astrologer and get them to really look into it. Because um, more insight is always better with Saturn return. It's just an invitation to look inwards. And a lot of people don't want to do that. And then if they don't want to look inwards because they're scared of what they'll find, then, yeah, their Saturn return isn't going to be so fun.
0: <laughs> so when, and it, hap- it, can ha- it happens multiple times in your life.
1: Yeah, so usually we get one about 28 to 30, and then the next one will come around about 56 to, yeah, 56 to like 60, something like that. Okay. Depending.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, I remember you now saying my 28, I wrote down my 28 to like 31 is going to be reevaluating like all the relationships in my life
1: yeah and career stuff mm-hmm. so what like especially in, in to do with your public image like you might have got a lot of relationships through your public image mm-hmm. or your extended networks that you're like do you know what because also saturn is ruling your ninth house mm-hmm. so there will be some things about um you don't you will find it hard to spend time around with people that aren't on your belief system. You might already find that now, yeah, I do. but it will, it will, yeah. So it will just get even more like probably for you because of this boundaries thing we were talking about. You're just, it's like, literally, this is what I said. Like, I know this is harsh, but when you've got like stuff to do in this life, and people want to hang out, and literally, I'm thinking, why don't I hang out with them? I'm just like, oh, because I don't want to, like. It's literally that simple. I don't yeah. want to. But, so, you know, we are, oh, I should, like, oh, this network connection might be good. But you'll just, and plus, because it's in Pisces, you will just know. Mm-hmm. And it will be a knowing for you. It will be really, it will probably be v- big, like, spiritual gifts as well. Mm-hmm. I would have thought, because it's in the house of Pisces, um, off the top of my head, not looking. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: Okay, so... Just in general, let's say someone goes Mm -hmm. to an astrologer and they're reading their chart and they say, like, um, okay, like, for example, you said that this month would be a good time for me to, like, like I might find
1: my partner, right? Well, it's a good time for romance. It's a good time for romance,
0: okay. Mm -hmm. So what if, I think that people need clarity in terms of, like, let's say you say that to me and then I don't meet anyone this month. Mm Does that mean I did something wrong? Does that mean the chart was wrong? Does that just mean, like, do you know what I mean?
1: So it depends. So, like, we have the fifth house, which is romance, having dates, partnerships. And you've got a stellium in the fifth house this month. So the sun is there. And the sun's, like, bringing to light all of those things. Mm -hmm. It's a short transit. It's only a month. Sun is in the sign for about a month. And then you've got, like, Venus there. Mars is there they've just met in the sky and been together and it's like "Mm, this is heavy energy Mars is like um it represents a lot of things but it can represent like attracting in males um not necessarily like the marital spouse but also the fifth house is the archetype of creativity self-expression um and in your case I think it's ruled by I can't remember what it's ruled by um but yeah it's like yeah it's Virgo so you know just finding the balance having that time to go out and and play and maybe find more creative ways of serving people so there's like loads of ways it can manifest Mm -hmm. but when it comes to like the big relationships um for example you might want to look to other things so astrologer may look at your solar return which when we looked at yours there wasn't really anything in there that's saying this is the year for love it's more about the year for you of creating stability. um, Definitely a lot of psychological breakthroughs, working through any stuck resentment, anger towards the childhood, towards the parents. This is the year for all of that clearing to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you've got like, we could look as an astrologer, you've got like the, yeah, the progress chart and the, progress chart is there's sign it moves really slowly and the progress chart will that's also good to look at but there's big transits that will maybe signify relationship in people's charts and it's not like so one factor isn't usually enough to predict it but you can say oh you know this month is good for that but if you've got like loads of planets there then it's pretty good indicator. some fun things will happen with romance however like if you've got like the progress chart saying something you've got the a transit in the birth chart saying something for you you've got a lot of really good jupiter energy happening in the uh, other people not in the house of romance unless you move country so if you're to go to london in the next few months or england then suddenly your that relocation that holiday we'll change your chart and relocating then yeah we can bring in that energy so there's like we can even use astrology to say okay I really want to meet someone like now and I could say okay the best way the best way that this would happen is but we still can't be certain but a lot of the time like I've had friends with Uranus in the fifth house both of them they fell pregnant within like four weeks of each other with Uranus on their fifth house cusp so and I would have said Uranus unexpected fifth house children and women fertility and their fifth house was ruled by the moon which is mother um and then it happened so well they've got a connection to the moon in there so it's like yeah these things can happen for them
0: okay so So
1: like Oh, it's like a, a mix it has to be a mix and it can't, you you are better as an astrologer to sort of predict and make suggestions based on lots of things suggesting mm-hmm. rather than one but you can say you know what this month it's a good time for that one thing if that makes sense
0: yeah yeah it, what I'm trying to get at is that mm-hmm. like if you go to an astrologer it's not like what they say is like is your future it's like this is a good energy for this to happen
1: but yeah you because I'm like I've been to astrologers that like this is gonna happen and I'm just like "Mm." and that I think then becomes is it like is it happening because they've planted the seed do you know what I mean so like I always like to say it could play out this way or it could play out that way because these are the archetypes Mm -hmm. and that's and also like you can choose like if you've got loads of energy in your fifth house but you choose to go with your 12th house energy which is staying at home for a long time while this transit is happening and working through that the bigger heavier planets are always going to outweigh like the other ones but you so you might not go out and then if you don't go out anywhere like and there's no kind of I don't know there's no energy that's saying internet dating is a good option, then yeah, like you're not going to meet anyone mm-hmm. staying at home, but you might be super creative in the home through processing unconscious um or subconscious limitations, for example, if that makes sense, yeah,
0: okay, I want to touch <laughs> on the idea of the partner for a second because so like mm-hmm. when you were doing my chart, you said that my soulmate and my my life partner. We're in the same house, but not everybody is like that. Um, so, can you talk a bit about like what that means? And I think a lot of people don't really even know what the idea of a soulmate actually means. Because we have like the idea, like in the movies, you was like, "Oh, my soulmate!" But, like, what does that actually mean? How is that different than a life partner?
1: So, we have archetypes that symbolize the partner in astrology. Um, for a woman. Jupiter generally will signify the spouse um but you also had Juno which is like the soulmate star what you seek in a soulmate was also in eighth house so sometimes like I mean people I know people that have been married and they're like they know deep down it's probably not this soulmate mm-hmm. and then sometimes we can be with someone but meet someone else and think wow this is my soulmate or we can sometimes be with our soulmate but it doesn't materialize into marriage because of karmic paths maybe them not reaching their potential you know there's lots of variables um so like i mean soulmates come in different forms like you can be soulmates with a cat a girlfriend a grandma, you know, it's a very different thing. They're like vibrationally the same. Um, but the spouse we can look at in the chart, and it's represented by Jupiter, usually for a woman, which I think I said. Um, but yours was in the house of Sagittarius, uh, which the, is the archetype of the explorer, gregarious, outgoing, foreign lands, foreign countries. Um, but also, Jupiter was in the eighth house, so it's like he might be quite wealthy. Um this also signifies that you will just really generally will expand and be very gifted through occult things and will expand through travel, which will which open your mind like occult things such as astrology, tarot. You'll get loads of expansion through those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like it can manifest like that. However, then there's a lot that you can look at in terms of romance because your you might find this partner through your expanded networks because your venus is in the 11th house of networks but still it's like normally we can kind of trace jupiter and the house rulers and kind of make um, an idea of what the spouse will be like or perhaps where you might meet them um and when sometimes we can look at when um however it's like the spouse and the soulmate are two different energies but yours was like in the same house so I think that's I don't know I think that's quite impressive I don't always see that like my spouse and my soulmate are like polarities and I'm like great (laughs) so and there's more to it um there's a lot more to it but Generally, if people look at Jupiter in their chart and then they find out what sign it's in, that will tell them a little bit about the kind of partner they would attract. But yours was in the eighth house of like the marital partner. So it was like a very strong indication. Mm -hmm. Whereas for someone, it might not be Jupiter, might be in the fifth house, which is like a totally different energy completely. And they might have like Saturn in the eighth house of partner. So they might get quite a disciplinary and authoritative partner who, you know, or, or you blend that with the Jupiter energy, just depending on their chart, really. Yeah.
0: Okay, it's on air, you guys. So we have to see who I end up with and see if he's from foreign
1: lands. I was saying, yeah, like, I really like he's, I feel like he's definitely going to be foreign. And I feel like, hang on, where's, Duke? let me look. You think quick. He's gonna
0: be like an actual foreigner to me or like, he's just traveled a lot.
1: Maybe he's traveled a lot. I mean, you can't say the archetype yeah. is like, let me look because i want to see where jupiter rules oh yeah so like yeah what chart am i looking at oh i'm looking at progressions i don't want to look at that (laughs) yeah i just think and it's likely i mean you've got the fire trine so it's likely you're going to meet him i don't know you know because Mars is in the fourth house of the immediate like community where you live. He could maybe just be someone who is Sagittarian but wants to travel, wants to explore, open-minded, expansive, mm-hmm. but could be looking at this, could meet him in, in, like, yeah, where you are now, especially because Mars, so kind of partner you attract in Leo. Um, Leo is places, the places of Leo would be. LA, like really lavish kind of um, those kind of places. Um, also, your IC, the reason I say that is because your IC, which indicates the best place for you to live based on your birth energy, is places like LA, you know, like everyone's like really nicely dressed. Um, um, the west coast of America is very Leo. It's sunshine, warmth, everyone's like looking good. That's kind of Leo. And like it is there in the trine with Jupiter. So, yeah, perhaps, you know, you might, you might even, like, move away together or something, I don't know, or just, you will know, travel a lot together um, to foreign lands, though. There's a big thing about foreign lands for you. That's so in interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, okay, wait, so can you get into, you're, you said you were going to tell me, like, the places I, sh- I could move and, like, what would happen. Oh,
1: that's so fun. <laughs> you want me to share the screen? Yeah. Okay, so all these tram lines are basically um, where the planets are going on the Earth. This is astro And it tells us, so say that um, you wanted to move somewhere that would benefit your, that would make you work really hard in your career. I would look and I would think, right, so we need discipline for the career. Oh, gosh. So we would find um, the place where Saturn comes onto your mid heaven, and that would be oh it's conjunct with chiron oh this could be so if you were to go basically to east coast you see this line yeah i mean don't go or venezuela (laughs) but you could go here oh this would bring you some good in the career as well so anywhere like here is that like new york yeah kind of so like then we can see that it would just basically be a really nice place for your work to expand. Um, It's also going to, yeah, it would be a really great place for your work to expand. You'd feel like a lot of expansion there um, because it's crossing your Jupiter line. So anyway, we can look at where people might go on holiday as to what energy they're going to experience. If people are relocating, like we can kind of look at the sort of experience they would have so, yeah, it's really fun. And then if we were to like say you were going to move to India, <laughs> um, I'll be honest, like you could be really driven in your career in India. Oh, God, um, <laughs> let's look at um, <laughs> where else. Oh yeah, so like Sudan, yeah, like not happening. Yeah, no. I'm into the
0: I'm into the <laughs> Australia idea.
1: Oh, yeah, let's look at Australia. So those people aren't watching, I've got, like, if you've ever seen a London tube map, it's like that. It's just ridiculous. Oh, my God, Antarctica is, like, where it's happening for you.
0: Wow, I'm not going there. (laughs) we would,
1: yeah. Okay, let's look. Um, Yeah, so in Australia, the reason I was like, this is quite a good place for you is because um, you just get a lot of spiritual growth there. Um you would be able to heal a lot from any childhood or trauma associated to the roots. You would really have a lot of growth there in terms of emotional growth, spiritual growth, and that's like South. I don't even really know kind of like where that is in Australia, but we could zoom in and look. But then if you were to go one side of Australia, like, to the the far side, you're going to have, like, some serious fated events to do with the career, like, karmic stuff. Oh, um, interesting. But it's also, yeah, you would also get, like, a lot of um, energy in the house of relationships. So it's, like, as in a lot of maybe frustration or anger so like if you're with your partner you might notice just there there just seems to be like this tension anger and these sort of things going on with your partnerships or business partnerships or it could manifest that you become a really strong leader and just things move really fast for you. you just become really driven there um but you can look at that so we would look at the lines on here and then we would change your birth chart to a relocation chart and that will change loads. So that's how I know if you were to go to London, you would experience like loads of opportunities in love and huge expansion in partnerships, business partnerships, contracts to do with business, um, because you can see it in your chart. And it's a huge trine of energy. Um, so that's like I would say maybe try three months and just see what happens. You know what I mean?
0: So do you have um, to move there? What if I just
1: visit? so you could visit and honestly like I visited somewhere where um I got I think it was like the sun or Jupiter or something I don't remember moved into my third house and like my phone it's like literally got off the plane no one phones me and like people were just phoning me like non-stop for like a week and I was like what the hell and then like a year later when I learned astrocartography, cartography, I looked and I was like, oh, it's because I, I literally had moved somewhere where it affected me like that. So it, it really can be like that instant. So you could literally go for like, I don't know, a month, a week, two weeks. And you would just experience that energy, um, which is really exciting because it means we can like like be equipped, you know. Mm-hmm so
0: what is on this chart what does it say about like like I'm in San Diego right now like what does it say about that for
1: me so I'm sure that I looked and you are near your Jupiter line which is just great yeah so it's basically the same as your your birth chart if that makes sense Mm -hmm. because it's where you were born more or less um it's the same lines so the biggest thing for you here is that idea of the career being so uranus ruling uh, is on your mid heaven so your your career line so you cannot be employed you just can't it's like it's not going to suit you it's like you have to be freelance and and it will be a career that really expands people's awareness expands people's minds it's like a higher level of thinking so yeah we know that like the work you do is a lot with the body but on a deeper level you're expanding people's minds to like a higher way of existing and um, you will use technology to do it so podcasts mm-hmm. podcasts career uranus electricity technology um and neptune so you will be like it is no con- you know con- no surprise that you do reiki in this place because you have neptune here as well on the midheaven you're kind of in between the lines so you're benefiting really from both um so, I don't know if that, like, answers your question, yeah. but it kind of makes sense as to why you do what you do.
0: Yeah, that makes know, sense. Generally. Um, so, one thing I wanted you to go over is, like, your Ascendant sign and, like, what that means for people.
1: Okay. So, often people are told that they're Ascendant, and it's, re- like, your Ascendant is really important. In fact, I'm going to stop sharing the screen. Your Ascendant is super important, and... Um, so astrologies will tell you it's how you appear in the world and it's the mask you wear to the world. And that actually couldn't be further from the truth because evolutionary astrology kind of has this idea, um, and I really can get on board with this, that like, so for example, for you, your ascendant is Taurus. However, to me, you do not come across as the typical Taurus archetype, which is sort of like, yes, Venusian, very attractive and beautiful, but not like stocky and not like Taurians can be a bit slow. And I know there's more to it than that, but like you don't come across as that typical archetype and you don't really act like it. Um. And we actually, our ascendant is who we are instinctually, but it's who we are becoming aware of. So like I am, you were not aware of your Taurian qualities when you were born. Mm-hmm. So how we learn instinctually who we are is by the seventh house. So we actually turn up into the world as our descendant, our seventh house. So you turn up in the world as a Scorpio asking the questions get to the bottom of it and the re it's like very like needing to know everything um very emotionally intuitive you're kind of getting the words like I know that you mentioned in your reading that you would ask your parents like and your your mom and your sister uncomfortable questions about like ex- the existential things and death and because that is very Scorpio but the reason you were doing that is to create a sense of stability and safety about the world because you need that, because instinctually that's who you are. So then you become aware through asking all these questions that you are safe. So I turn up into the world as a Taurus. I'm a Scorpio ascendant, so I'm the opposite of you. Actually inside, I'm really emotional. There's lots going on. I feel super deeply, but you wouldn't know it because I turn up cool and calm and we always appear actually as the opposite uh, because it's the image we project outwards and then through that we become instinctually aware of our ascendant um which is a little bit of a difficult concept but it makes sense when you look into someone's chart because you're like some of this doesn't seem right like you know I don't turn up into work really like deeply emotional i turn up cool calm and collected no matter what's happening in my life like i turn up calm nurture, nurturing trustworthy steady like you wouldn't know and that's to protect myself and that's what we all do we're instinctually protecting ourselves from rejection basically if that makes
0: sense yeah, no it does well and i think here's the other thing it reminds of human design in terms of like you know why mm. why is it so important for someone to know the exact minute that they were born? Like, is it going to make that <laughs> big a difference in the chart if it's like mine is eight thirteen a.m. Is it going to make a big difference if I said eight fourteen?
1: Um, like a minute might not, but it might. Mm-hmm. So if it, I think like if you're a cusper, I am, I am, I am literally a cusper. And a minute could change like your ascendant. And then, so the reader will be reading and some things will be on the nail, but it could be the difference between like a faster moving plan. I mean, a minute is probably not going to count, but three or four minutes will definitely, definitely, definitely count. And so it is important that you know, the exact time you're born, you can do it with pendulum. Some people do it with pendulum Mm -hmm. if they don't know. Um, some people can literally get it rectified through a proper, like, birth rectification astrologer, and that's like a really unique thing. And, it, and I think it costs quite a lot of money, it's mm-hmm. quite a hard technique, um, but it's really important. So, if you don't know the time you're born, but you want astrology, it can be difficult. I didn't know mine for about four years, and it just it wasn't meaningless until I got it especially to do with karmic north-south nodes and actually my soul's purpose, it can make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. For sh-
0: so it if people want to learn about their chart, do they need to see an astrologer or is there anything you could do like on
1: your own? You can do loads on your own. Like I still pay to go to astrologers mm-hmm. and I always will because I think you need someone who's outside of you to read because yeah. you can say oh and also like when it comes to ourselves it's like when we try and do our own tarot <laughs> when we try and do you know it's just not it's not the same um because you know we you know but you can so if someone wants to learn about their chart I mean honestly these days I say this YouTube there are literally like not that many astrology podcasts and they're just too like for beginners. They're really difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, like on my website, I've got a few really basic articles and I'm going to like add more and more, but you can learn about your chart and the basics of it. And like the big important things. Um, and then what I think once you've learned a little bit about your chart through looking at YouTube or websites, you might find that you want to do a course or a webinar and just find who you resonate with because different teachers have different methodologies. There are so many types of astrology out there. Um, and finding the one that resonates, especially for me, like I've changed my whole astrology mindset in the last like months and it's like creating a bit of havoc, but it's because I knew this teacher resonated more. and um, He does human design actually yeah yeah and um but yeah so people can learn a lot and I would recommend there you don't even need to buy books initially because even they can be too in depth mm-hmm. um and you know like once you've learned a bit you might want to go to an astrologer for a specific thing you don't understand um like I really struggle with north and south node for a long time like sole purpose and now they're my favorite thing to read about but I've probably had about three readings and they've all said the same thing but just with a different nuance and like they all had different methodologies that they telling you as they do it which get you like oh okay that totally makes sense mm-hmm. um so
0: what is your he, sole purpose
1: mine it's really boring actually like um I wish it was more but it's basically to well in my past life the archetypes were that this is like we talked about your past life mm-hmm. and like my past life sometimes it really similarly echoes early childhood, um so you know i I don't still know really how I feel about that um but yeah, in my past life, it was like I was a single mom, very fierce, had lots of children, but couldn't afford to feed them was probably i was i was a spiritual healer, which is why it comes natural to me, um but I basically was like alienated from my community I would have been like an outsider probably like some kind of witch or something I don't even know Um, and in this life my only mission is actually to know when to stop nurturing others and be nurtured myself like that does not come easy to me I've always been independent and receiving nurture and support is hard and in this life it's all about creating financial stability self sustenance but you always want to use your south node, so in soul purpose, you still want to use those old karmic things, not run away from them. you need to embrace them, so mine is to create stability through healing professions um but like stability literally it's like nothing exciting, like everything in my chart is in the second house of money self worth finance, but there was huge restriction there, and it manifested as second house is food so that manifested as like my eating disorder Mm -hmm. and all my beliefs around money and eating and food are all in the second house and that has been oh and i'm getting all the saturn returns now pluto's transit in every single planet it's like huge yeah so yeah i think
0: that's cool and for
1: people listening what was my purpose okay so let me off the top of my head There was like something about violence in the home and either in a past life or in early childhood, because it can be the same. There would have been the themes of a lot of escapism, probably I hate to say it, but it has the like alcoholism, maybe using drugs or something like that to escape. And this life is all about letting go of that kind of escapism letting go of any anger and resentment toward the childhood home and because this is because of a few factors in your chart and moving into a more healthy, um, very kind of like daily routines that reflect health, looking after the body, like that was basically the gist of it i did make notes but i remember that was being a big thing but also it's difficult in your chart because you really need to let go of all the low lower vibrations of like pisces or the 12th house which is escapism drugs um just not being on this planet and just not having any responsibility um that kind of thing you actually your son is there so you still need to creatively shine in that area. So it's kind of difficult because you kinda of need to leave that house to then return to it, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Because you actually need to come and excel into the highest form of the twelfth house energy, which you like for you is Aries. So a really probably a unique way of, you know, I don't know, like having your own unique thoughts and beliefs about the universe and how you share that with the world, um, you know, will directly impact people. Um, It's definitely like a spiritual guru kind of rags to riches story yours, like definitely in the chart. Um, It's a really exciting chart, like really very powerful healing energy. Um, But, yeah, we could see from your chart, like the main things was, overcoming that childhood like violence in the home not violence because it was to do with verbal because it was moon gemini so overcoming those patterns of like maybe conflict and Mm -hmm. how that affected you mentally and really overcoming those subconscious beliefs that perhaps intrinsically will stop you from experiencing the kind of relationships you want um especially with your Pluto in the seventh house. Um, yeah, so for you, it is literally like daily rituals, um, service to your community. So moving into that role of serving others to help them find balance and harmony and love and peace and beauty in their lives. Yeah, um, but definitely you still need to be regimented each day and chip away each day. Mm-hmm. Um, you like Basically, you can't work, like get away with not working hard in your chart. Because makes you've sense. got a grand sign, so you will work hard and you've got amazing energy to like literally move mountains, um however, you have to make sure every day chipping away um, yeah that makes in sense. some way yeah it doesn't have to be like um it doesn't have to be like you know when we say everyday working hard, like to me as a woman to another woman that's like. Are you checking in with your body mm-hmm. each day? Are you um, Are you checking in with how you're feeling? Like that to me is more an important discipline than yeah. an outward discipline, if that makes sense.
0: I hope you are finding this lesson on astrology as interesting as I have found it. I'm sure you're obsessed with it. But I want to take a brief pause to chat about today's sponsor, Comrade Socks. I used to think that compression socks were only for old people or medical use, and that they were really ugly and really expensive... And then I started having issues with my legs getting swollen every single day. It was super frustrating and very uncomfortable. And my friend recommended Comrade Socks and these have totally changed my life. I am obsessed with them. They are compression socks that are designed for everyday wear. They are super comfortable. They have a padded toe and heel cushion. They have slide-free cuffs so they stay in place all day and they look like normal socks. They are fashionable. They have some fun patterns that you could totally wear out and about. They're not too crazy and they also have just plain black, white, gray, whatever you need. So no one will know that you're wearing compression socks. They really help to increase the circulation in your legs which means more energized legs, less pain, less swelling and just more comfort. All around. So these are great for preventing swelling every day if you stand for a long period of time or sit for a long period of time. If you're traveling and you want more comfortable travel, also this can help speed up muscle recovery after workout. So if you're an athlete, highly recommend this as an option. And they're a great way to prevent swelling, discomfort, and any spider bands during pregnancy. They also have smart silver antimicrobial technology that's going to prevent odor-causing bacteria so your socks will stay fresher longer. I have gotten amazing results with these. I wear them pretty much every day because you know I stand for a long period of time or I sit for long periods of time when I'm working at my laptop and this really helps me just be able to get up and do my next thing and I don't deal with any leg swelling. And I don't have to spend 30 minutes with my legs up the wall trying to get that swelling to go down. Personally, my favorite socks are the black socks, the white socks, and the pink ombre socks. And uh, compression socks are especially perfect at this time of year when it's fall, winter. You need some extra sock coverage to keep yourself warm. So definitely check these out. If you are ready to get your pair of compression socks, which even if you think you don't need them, I can guarantee you, you need them. You're going to try them. I didn't know I needed these and then I got them and I was like... Oh my God, my life has changed. So check these out. Just go to comradesocks.com and you can use my code CRW for 20% off your purchase. Again, that is comradesocks.com, C-O-M-R-A-D-S-O-C-K-S.com. And my discount code CRW will get you 20% off at checkout. And you can bet your money I am wearing them right now. I've got my black ones on. I love them. If you get a pair, take a pic on social media and tag me. Hashtag compression socks are cool. All right. Now that I told you all about my favorite socks, let's go ahead and hop back into this chat with Cassie Aurora. Speaking of woman to woman, can we talk about
1: womb energy? Oh, my gosh. I love the womb. I love the womb. <laughs> I do love the womb? You love the womb? <laughs> because I think actually it depends for all women – Like, we are all different, but I know that, like, so basically a year ago, it was about two years ago, I think, I read this book by Lisa Lister. She's amazing, and it's called Witch, and then I read her book, Love Your Lady Landscape. In my own healing journey, I basically realized that all my beliefs around my body, my femininity, all of that stuff was literally not mine. It was, like, my mum's that she'd ingrained in me. It was society's, like, none of it was. And I wasn't aware of, like, the amount of power I had in my body because I just wasn't in it. I mean, I was doing raking and things, but I wasn't really in it. Like, I was afraid of just feeling, like, that power source. And for women, our sacral chakra, our womb energy, is freaking powerful. Mm-hmm. And basically... It's like our creative force, as you know, the sacral chakra. But I have seen so many women, once they're awake and they've woken up to this energy, like their own version of femininity, like I call it like living from your womb, because I've worked with women who like literally are so disconnected from their womb. They have all these gynecological problems, their periods are messed up. You know, they're on the pill. And I'm not shaming any of those things. I'm just saying that it happens. And when they have really start to learn about their womb, they're connecting to the trauma that sits in their womb, ancestral trauma from like lineage and lineage of women. They're waking up to this energy, this really powerful dark feminine force, which in astrology we call Lilith. It's very strong in your chart and mine. I call it the witch. It's like the first planet that comes after your ascendant. And my ascendant is the witch, Lilith. It's the power. It's the dark, wild, unabashed, untamed feminine. And they're waking up to it. And it's like when they do this, they are healing these traumas, not even necessarily from their own life. Like sometimes they don't know where it's from. I know in my journey, I don't know where these sensations or feelings have come from. Um, especially those who have suffered like sexual trauma and they're really inhibited in their femininity as a result. So these things like their periods are painful and periods shouldn't be painful, they should be really pleasant, Um, you know, and, and sexual relationships are not as they want them to be. They're scared of expressing their sexual desires. They don't even know what they are they don't know how to be their own version of feminine there's just all of this stuff going on when they awaken in the womb they start to unleash their own authenticity in that area and all of a sudden this force awakens within them and i live by my womb and if it doesn't feel good in my womb i'm like "Mm, i'm gonna wait on it and okay you could call it living by the sacral or the divine feminine but you know every day i'm checking in with it because it's like for women it's huge and i think for women we have to celebrate that part of ourselves because it's our uniqueness and it's our power source and if we can awaken in it and work with it like we are we are stepping into the work of the woman right now the feminine is awakening and people are feeling it and it's you know it's the she's waking up pretty pissed like she's got business to do and scales to balance and you know that what it's like it's its own power source and I can't explain it and then women once they work through this trauma they can use things like you know yoni ones or Trauma release exercise was really powerful for me, womb journeying, you know, so many different things, Reiki, of course. Um, and once they get in touch with the energy and it's their life's work to work with it, their problems just start going. Their relationships change and sometimes there's a lot of relationships that fall away, but like they're on a path to authenticity that just they can't reverse on. And I think once you awaken your womb energy and reclaim, I'm going to say the word witch, because witch being wise woman, when you reclaim that word, oh my God, you are stepping into something that cannot be reversed. Like it can't. And once that happens, this is why I love the womb, because it's a force that women are, they're they're going places. We are going to. Heal so many people. It's going to be so amazing. I'm so excited.
0: Okay, so how does someone awaken their womb energy?
1: It can be really simple, you know. Like, I used to think, oh, like, I'm not a witch. I don't know any spells, whatever. And then I just realized it doesn't actually matter. Like, we are women and we will have our own way of doing things. When we tune in, because we, oh hello, we have our own, and um, I just threw that across my face. Um, we have like our own innate wisdom. And it's the same as like when you tune into your intuition. To me, it just feels like a mother energy. Mm-hmm. So the way that I connect you with my womb, I actually have a blog post on my website, it's really simple, um, is obviously to get into meditation. And then you start to connect with that space and you might spend a long time just like resting the awareness in the womb. And something I really like to do, as you would with any kind of chakra maybe meditation, is you can just gently rotate your awareness around each cubic centimeter of the womb and you're becoming aware of the sensations and... The qualities, textures, experiences, like I always relate it to Ayurveda because that's how I think. So I might go to one cubic centimeter of my womb and it feels cold, heavy, dense, stuck. And I'm not going to try and do anything with it. I might connect to a part of my womb and I'm just really distracted, can't think of anything. And that's telling me that I'm distracted. So obviously this part of my womb is not grounded you know so then like okay so you're just rotating your awareness mm-hmm. that's a really good way and another way which is something I do every day which actually is really is so nice and Miranda Gray she's like a womb lady and she does womb blessings she has it on YouTube a little five minute video it's like good to do five minutes a day and you basically connect with your womb you can envisage the womb space or feel the womb space whether you're visual or feeling person and you imagine it's like a soil or like earthy soil for me it's like a blood red soil actually and you imagine it maybe as like a tree growing out where the two branch the ovaries are like two branches And then you can draw in your mind's eye like roots deep down into the core of the earth and feel like you're plugging in. And you can then let the womb tree come into the heart, opening up the heart space. You can then bring the womb tree up above your head. And there you can imagine this beautiful moon, literally like a full moon. And then allow the energy of the full moon to just come down into the tree, down the tree roots and into the womb. So you have this deep earth mother energy and you have this beautiful moon energy. And like, it just feels really, really good. Um, but you can also do lots of things, lots and lots of things. Um, and I'd recommend if someone really wants to look at that in more depth to look at Lisa Lister's book, which or Love Your Lady Landscape. Some of the practices are pretty far out. So if you're a bit, oh, you know, a bit like afraid of the sexual stuff at the beginning, there's like those two tips I've shared are like pretty good. Okay. They're pretty nice and simple, you know. It's not that easy, but how does someone it's... know if they have really awakened it? Well, it's kind of like a chakra. Mm-hmm. Do you know when, like, you know, when your sacral's awake? Because it's just like. You just feel in flow. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can say sacred or womb. I always think you know if you're stepping into your power. Yeah. You know when you know when there's that shift when you actually don't give a crap what anyone thinks anymore because you like know that who you are. You are, and it's not in an ego way like, oh, you know, I don't care what anyone thinks. It's like a I really don't care because this is who I am, mm-hmm. and I always think like it comes with knowing it's like a deep knowing the work of the woman and your work and i think when it's awake and really you're stepping into it it's very hard to explain mm. synchronicities happen you will connect with lots more women who are like on the same path as you mm. who are inspirational you you will know because any patterns that you've accrued that are like basically based on what society is telling you they just they just become like total bs like they're just pointless i don't know i always think that's how it feels but maybe that's just because you're stepping into more authenticity but i definitely know it's like you become happier being quieter Mm -hmm. there's a real softness that comes i mean like i don't know like if you've experienced that before, mm-hmm. but it's like you can't live in a way that's non-authentic, and your femininity is like you just glow. Mm-hmm. It's just in you. It's an essence.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, it's hard. I mean, to yeah, it's
0: it. stepping into the feminine, and like you just feel yeah. different. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think you're like your body moves differently too.
1: Yeah. And your periods aren't bad. Yeah. I love my period. I get so excited. Like, it's coming in four days. Like, obviously, I'm like you. I track my cycle. And, like, I get excited because I know how I want to nourish my body. I'm, like, definitely, I'm always asking my womb, like, I ask my womb what it wants to eat, what kind of foods it feels good with. Like, but that's where I am at this time. And there will be times where I'll come out of that woomy woomy and I might work more in a ethereal stuff mm-hmm. but I'm quite earthy at this time mm-hmm. and I think you know especially as we come into winter that will happen yeah um but it's like that episode like it's just aired when she was talking um Dr Keisha and she was talking about trauma yeah it's in the cells it's in the body and if it's in the womb it's your sexual chakra it's also our creativity our manifesting power the womb if all of those old stuck energies are there, those traumas or anywhere in the body for that matter, but especially there, it's like we're still telling ourselves that energetic story based on a past that doesn't exist. And we we will be living because our subconscious, our unconscious, it doesn't know the difference between past and present. It's like, if it's there, it's happening. And once that's released, we're liberated from the, old scripts of the past the stories of the past mm-hmm. and then we can step into our potential as a woman in this life on this planet and really know what is it we're being called to do yeah i guess yeah you know
0: 100 and i think this also leads into the last thing i want to chat about before before we wrap up which is this idea of witch being a witch oh and witchcraft yeah. And, you know, we talked about this before. I haven't talked about this really on the podcast, um, but, like, I'm very into this and connect with it very strongly, and Mm -hmm. I think people just don't understand what being a witch means, or what witchcraft is. And, I mean, if you really look at history and being it's no Mm -hmm. different than what a lot of people do now like you can use herbs and the way we look at the moon and like connect with the energy of the moon um and manifesting it's just like Mm -hmm. shifting energy in certain ways it's like really no different than a lot of things that we've just secularized um it's just different verbiage right so maybe you can speak to like what what really is a witch
1: really what is a witch (laughs) Um, okay, well, first, the word "witch." whole saying that word, I don't know if you can, I could not say that for like, six months, because the weight of that word and the energy of that word has so much like history, so much um, myth attached to it, which has been given by the patriarchal rule, which has basically, I mean, patriarchal made it hard for men and women I'm not saying or damn all men I'm saying like the patriarchy literally came in at a time and used this word which literally meant wise woman woman in her power and like what it meant to be a witch moved from a woman in her power who was helping the community using herbs was wise worked with the seasons was just basically a goddess and a really beautiful woman just doing the work of you know nature into someone that was a demon that knew things they shouldn't you know like they used to just women who collected herbs they you know there's there's a book written that shows that they would like run silver rods over their body and like If they scream, they're a witch, but they had like this invisible button that would stab them and stuff like that. So they would scream, like all this stuff. Like, so the meaning of the word has been distorted and demonized into something it's not. And like for me and for all of the women, I'm not saying you have to learn about witches, but for women, we have to understand that really, if we're wise and we're authentic, we're basically witches, mm. but it's like when we reclaim the word, and I mean really reclaim it, not like hashtag witch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hashtag witch, <laughs> put myself in mood and <laughs> Which I like, I totally get it. Is fine, but like the real weight of the word is, you know, taking responsibility for yourself as a woman, to other women. And I think for me, it's like we are contributing to the awakening of other women and supporting them. So, yes, it can be like having herbs and things. But if they're saying herbs and, you know, witches are bad, but herbs are part of witches. But in the same note, they're all like, oh, you should have Organifi because I'm like, it's herbs. Yeah. It's witchcraft. (laughs) Like, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's not, it's. It's the word that's been distorted into something it's absolutely not. And the more we can reclaim it and normalize it, the better it will be. And you can say it's a first world problem, but, (laughs) you know, we, the more that women stick together as a force of nature, then I think we are going to move mountains and really help the world, like, in a very... Unique and special way,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're learning for that power.
0: Yeah, I think when you really look into like the history of witch, and it's like almost like what you're like what you're saying is a woman who stepped into her power. But also, if you're looking at all the tools, it's like now it's quote socially acceptable to mm-hmm. you know be an herbalist. Um, yeah, to even if you do Reiki or tarot or mm-hmm. reader, like a psychic, intuitive, or yeah. if you sell essential oils. Um, or if you, you know, work with the moon cycle, I mean, this is literally by like met, like medical doctors will no know- very well know, like, why is the female cycle synced with the moon? Like, of course, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, obviously the same way. You know, b- people don't believe that and I'm like, well, we know the tides are connected with the moon, mm-hmm. and if your body is mostly water, why would your body not be affected by the moon cycles either, right? It just it makes total sense and if you take all those different pieces and it's almost like a witch is a woman fully stepping into her power, but also if she uses these tools. If she uses the the tools of the herbalist and the woman who loves, you know, her essential oils and the woman who likes her tarot and pendulum and does energy or just manifests. If you mm. manifest
1: it's a spell. <laughs> yes,
0: if you manifest, it's a spell. It's literally what spells are—they're manifesting. Yeah. It's just yeah. different verbiage. Um, and I think, just this idea of like, like I feel like it's this big patriarchal conspiracy, right? Like they want us to be afraid of the word witch because if you do encompass all of that, you are so strong.
1: Yeah, and this is the thing, like they that, and people that don't want to acknowledge that periods sync up with the moon or they don't want to acknowledge that herbalism is rooted in women and wise women and um you know obviously shamanism things like that but it's rooted in all these deep traditions i literally think there's there's a few things i think they don't want to acknowledge they're even part of nature Mm. i think sometimes that they don't want to acknowledge the power they have. I did not want to acknowledge the power of the word witch because the word is so heavy. And I think it comes back to the energy of the word and what it means because it's got so much attached to it. I mean, you type in witch on Google, you get images of like hocus pocus. And it's just like, yeah, because I'm definitely green yeah. with warps and hideous. Like, No. And I think it's the weight of it. And I think people are, people are scared of it. And, like, one of the most – how I did a meditation for, like, a few weeks where I literally close my eyes and I said the word witch over and over again, actually out loud, I let it sit through my body and I felt like being sick because it was a clearing because I'm tr- – all the women reclaiming the word – I mean, if you see messages from water, you know how the words we say affect, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, as we reclaim this word, like, it, it's going to be hard work just energetically healing the vibration of the word witch. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the stumbling block is, like, I love herbs and I love crystals, but I'm not a witch. Are you oh I'm not a witch like oh I'm doing some spells at new moon or okay I'm going to do manifestations for full moon but I'm not a witch Mm -hmm. but actually like if we just all like if we were to just all admit to ourselves actually like I think what I'm doing is witchcraft Mm -hmm. the work of the wise woman and that then brings the power back because for me it was like I do reiki I do this and I still say it now, and I may as well just be like, well, I'm a witch. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's not, <laughs> it's not that easy at like dinner parties, yeah. or when someone says, "What do you do?" Like you say, to, I don't know if it was you or something said, "Oh, I'm a writer," just for ease. Like, yeah. how do you explain you know, what you do to your family? Like, I literally am like, well, I'm a crazy witch, and I sit in my house doing spells. I attract in my clients by vibration. I like, um, you want to know how I've been? Well, this week I've been clearing some old trauma from my womb, but no one wants yeah. to hear. This. I'm like. <laughs> do energy work and that's the thing it's like do we wanna as a woman really reclaim it because when we reclaim it that's when the power is Mm -hmm. like because you own intrinsically the roots and the ancestry of who you are and in the book which you can look at like your witch lineage and one will resonate definitely one will resonate with you as to where your witch lineage is Mm -hmm. but like We all are different types. Like I'm very earthy. Mm -hmm. You strike me as quite ethereal actually, like plugged in up there. Mm -hmm. I'm just really earth. So like everything comes to me. Like, you know, when I'm channeling from source, it's Mm -hmm. not coming from up in the air. Mm -hmm. It's really coming from the womb space and I feel it in my body. Mm -hmm. But everyone will be their own type of witch and they will be their own type of healer. Mm -hmm. within this realm and there's space for everyone absolutely everyone Mm -hmm. to be there.
0: Yeah. I I forget what book I was reading but she was talking about all the different types of witches and I'm just like it's literally just a different name. And she was like, you know, maybe your tool is herbs. You like to work with herbs. Maybe you like to work with like fire, water, air, dirt. Like maybe you like to Mm -hmm. work with source and tarot. You might do crystals. Mm -hmm. A combination. Like, you know, there's so many different types and it's Kind of how you are saying before, like, you know, if you're a dinner party, you're not going to say that. But whenever there aren't very many people I know or I've met where, like, we can both say, say that and, like, understand what that means. And then when I do, yeah. I know it's, like, a type of – it's just, like, a different type of woman. You know, it's, like, there's maybe, like, six or seven people I've – like, six mm-hmm. or seven women I've ever met where we both talk about, like, being witches and, like, witchcraft. Yeah. And I'm, like – it's just a different level and it's so interesting and I think if more people just understood what that word really meant they wouldn't be afraid of Mm -hmm. it anymore
1: um so yeah I don't know I think more people need to talk about it I feel like though like you say that like once I don't know if you noticed this but the first person who brought the word witch to you when you were ready and you were like, yeah, do you know what? I'm a bloody witch. I'm just going to come out with it. I am a witch. la da, da. Yeah. And like the first person that said it to you, like there was like an in, it's like an internal, energetic, deep, deep, deep womb, deep trust for that woman. Mm. It's like I trust you and you know me. And like I think some women, this is not shaming women because I was there. I was not ready for that because I still cared about what men thought of me. Mm. I still cared about being likable. And it was to do with this image that I was giving out to like men. I'm going to be really honest. It was because, you know, I have kind of like some unhealed trauma around the male. And like it was, I couldn't reclaim it because of that. And I think as a collective – If we are worried about what people think, we might not be able to really reclaim the word and you'll know if someone's authentic with it because it's a, a, it's a, like, you will know because you'll feel it Mm. versus the Instagram witch, which, do you know what? I have respect for them because they are literally like, they're on the path in their own way. Mm Mm-hmm. But I do also have a little chuckle. I'm like, God, maybe I'm not witchy enough. Like, well, actually, I'm sitting here in black today. So, (laughs) witchy
0: vibes. No, you are. You are. Well, and going back to like the power and then how you were saying before, it's like it's a really powerful time for women in general. Um, Mm -hmm. But a lot of people right now, and I guess it's a slightly different climate here than over there as you're across the pond. But I know here right now, it's this interesting dichotomy where a lot of women like feel like this is our time rising up but a lot of women mm-hmm. feel like our power is just being taken away um by the patriarchy by what's happening politically um recent abortion laws things like that and so it's like you know how, how do you how do you explain that if there's this energy that we are rising
1: up and becoming more powerful so um there's a lot there so I'm thinking where to start. If we're going to talk astrologically, mm-hmm. we haven't seen this same Pluto, Saturn, South Node Energy in Capricorn since the time in England when, uh, in Europe, when the Catholic Church like, and the Bible was all decentralized and the Bible was then given out to the public. So the patriarchy was basically in authority were undermined mm-hmm. and all of that structure went to the mainstream. Anyway, it's like we haven't seen this same thing. Yeah. Right now, we are experiencing these figures that are the absolute epitome of really horrible versions of patriarchy, almost like bloody caricatures. I mean, like we have just had Boris Johnson, for Christ's sake. I mean, England are the laughing stock of Europe. Um, but, yeah, so we're having these figures rise up, and I, I really do think that it can't, Like light can't be born out of dark. Mm -hmm. We need to experience the polarity of like what we really don't want in order to rise up. So it's like, for example, uh, I don't know if you like if your life was easy breezy, would you ever ascend into anything more? No. You know, so we as women, we are responding to that energy like we have to have the anger that the mars force like the anger and not the outrage the anger that's not moving anywhere this is like a womb deep anger and like it's like a no enough it's like a mother energy like no 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 enough it's enough now and that's what's happening is i think this rising is inevitable because it's reactionary and because women are so and lots of minorities, not just women, but I can I can only speak for women because I'm a white woman. But we have been up to this point so, like through society literally molded to, to believe certain things about what it is to be a woman, all of these things, which because now they're not authentic and we know because we're all mentally ill, we're getting poorly, our health is suffering. Like we know it's not working. And I think because after a certain point, you sat in return, maybe you realize none of this is truth. Like it's not truth. And we've got Uranus moving into Taurus, Mother Earth, change, changing beliefs, Mother Earth energy. Like for, for many women, we'll be coming together as a collective because we have to. Mm-hmm. And it's not the time to be splitting off in numbers. And the, the call is huge. Like, like it's there are terrible more restrictive things happening i mean like in england with this whole brexit thing i mean it's just stupid but all of these things have to happen i think and i think if we bring gratitude to it because in the bigger picture of the expansion of the universe and consciousness in the 3d these polarities have to exist Mm -hmm. because if they don't exist like, it's there's no subject object relationship. Like, we can't, how can we do you know what I mean? We can't rise up from nothing, yeah. So, we need it. And every time we get more frustrated and we're restrained more, the desire for liberation from that force is greater. Does that kind of like
0: 100% that's kind of
1: what I think? I mean, like, I'm yeah. not the guru of the world, but that's definitely what I feel and think at this time.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, and I think a lot of people can probably feel that on a personal level and see how that could parallel to the collective. Like, I'm sure you feel like, you know, hitting rock bottom with your health, your, you know, eating Mm. disorder, mental health, like, that's what made you rise up. Or I think about, like, when I I got really sick with my, you know, my gut issues and I thought I was going to die from that, that completely Mm. forced me to elevate. And, like, what I was telling you before, it's like right now I'm facing something that most people – I feel like it's like a death sentence, whatever, in terms of their life. But I'm like, I feel odd about it because it's overwhelming. But I feel like I'm supposed to go through this to elevate. Um, And I think a lot of people have an experience Mm -hmm. in their life. They think about, like, when was the darkest shit that happened to me? And, like, look at how Mm. I came out of it. And, like, what you were saying before, like, the the reactionary response is so strong. And, like, that is what we need to take from this as women, like, we see the crap going on in the world and it's like you can either just decide to fold or realize like this is what's going to propel us all forward and like make us all band together to step into our femininity and the divine feminine and our power and um really expand so I think a lot of people can connect with that on a personal level and see how it how it parallels to the collective
1: yeah and totally like the collective and this whole idea what what you were saying but like more expansive in this idea that the planet needs healing Mm -hmm. the ecosystem is going really downhill and healing all of these feminine archetypes like you know and feminine in our nature of introspection intimacy like coming into deeper connection in our relationships for everyone the collective to become happier like Mm -hmm. it's totally right like We are reactionary, but it depends on your outlook. Once you access your real womb power, your witch power, you understand that you do have power. And we have a saying in Ayurveda and yoga, as is the microcosm is the macrocosm. So internal thoughts is Mm -hmm. the vibration of the external. Mm -hmm. And the biggest transformations I see in people's lives and on the globe all come with this collective internal belief system and like i think as a woman when you really start to work internally everything on the outside changes and our work you know we don't have to as a woman go out and think right what women do i connect with now that's a great idea but you can see at home you've got the power of the internet youtube books to think right okay what is it I need to heal and by us healing ourselves we are doing the work that is the work that's the work the healing is the work and everything else will follow don't worry
0: yes (laughs) don't worry I love that (laughs) I think that is a great way to wrap up um, yeah. Although I'm sure we could talk for five hours. But <laughs> I'm sure people are going to want to connect with you more. So let them know where they can find more from you.
1: Oh. Um, so if your listeners do feel called to connect with me, um, I have a website. It's com. It's very simple, com. I share like quite a lot of free content on there. Um, you can look at my different astrology readings on there, which are very in depth. Um, and you know, I also offer like womb style, womb style. It's basically witch coaching. I'm just going to put it out there. (laughs) Womb style coaching. Don't know what that is. Um, but you know, on, on healing the feminine and practices we can do. And for that, um, and then I share like lots of nice blog posts and my Instagram, um, is Cassie Aurora coaching. Um, but yeah, and I'm not a Twitter person, so yeah, but on my website, you can get my free chakra healing guide and it's really in depth and it looks really pretty and it's got lots of nice practices in there. So people can enjoy that if they would like to, um, or just, you know, drop me a message and let me know what they thought this episode, because it's been a pleasure and thank you so much for having me because it was a, a womb manifestation about two years ago. And I was like, that's going to happen. I don't know how. I don't know when, but it's going to happen.
0: <laughs> was it really?
1: Yeah, because like the minute I listened to you, I first heard you on Mind Pump. And I was like, oh my God, like, because you were really raw in the episode. And you talked about your health struggles. And I was like, I get this girl. Like she was alone in her health struggle. No one was believing her. Mm-hmm. And I just like instantly connected. And then I was like, like one day I will get on that podcast I was like I have nothing to offer because I'm a crazy woo woo hippie there's nothing I can really offer like but I was like no I'm, I'm gonna do it and then here we are so hopefully oh my God. yeah I had no
0: idea that makes me so happy you have definitely plenty to offer um
1: but it just goes to show you manifest it, it happens mm-hmm. and you know how the womb and the moon. Yes. So, literally, just focus on what you want; it will happen.
0: You did some witchcraft to get on the podcast.
1: <laughs> and, like legit, I'm not even joking. I had a spell bag, and I literally put it under my bed <laughs> pillow. I did it on a full moon. I used the whole full moon cycle. I fed it with like rose frankincense, rose petals. Like it's one of my love spells, but I did it for the podcast. And I was like putting it in my sound bowl. I was like, When did you do that? To that was probably like probably in January because I had like a full moon or something quite an important one I can't remember it was definitely January and it was at a time when I was just like okay I'm not a nutritionist I'm just gonna let go of all the PT stuff I don't know what I am I'm definitely a witch and like you'd done something spiritual on the podcast you did and I I was like yes I was like (laughs) I do Reiki too I was like I'm a Reiki master Ooh. and I was thinking hmm, okay take it easy and I was like I need to build a relationship first because like I have like a thousand followers on Instagram and like I don't have that many people and then I remember you were saying I don't care how many Instagram followers people have and I was like oh my god hashtag, hashtag stalker so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it you know like it was just because like I felt cool more than anything um that you know, I've got my own podcast, but it's it's just starting out and it's all hippie stuff. So yeah. I love are, it. Wow.
0: I, that just made my day. I'm like crying. Oh my god. Well, I'm really glad you did that. Um oh, now, here too. we are. Here we are. So thank you.
1: <laughs> it's all right, you're welcome. Thank you. And thank you, for, you know. Tuning in. And if they've got to the end of this episode, then they're definitely woke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're woke as fuck. If you're <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, perfect. Definitely. Thank you, Cassie. Thank you so much.
0: I know you are so obsessed with Cassie, and I know you are dying to get an astrology reading. So you have to go check Cassie out. Just go to. It's CassieAurora.com, and you can use that code CRW10 for 10% off. That's CRW10, for 10% off, and make sure you... Also, follow her on social media at Cassie, or on coaching, and check out her podcast, Modern Goddess. If you enjoyed today's show, make sure you let me know. Let's talk about it in the Facebook group, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe. If you haven't already joined, just search us on Facebook and request to join, and I will add you right in. And if you enjoyed the show, make sure to share it on social media, tag me, tag Cassie, tag Wellness Realness Podcast, and send it to anyone who you think would find it interesting. I'm sure you learned something this episode and expanded your mind in some way. And I am so excited to hear what you think. So that's going to be it for today's episode. I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. And I will chat with you again next time. Bye.